What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I'm your host, Matthew Anderson. Another big week in sports. Kind of, sort of, we're kind of getting to the nitty gritty here. Oh, uh, is what, November? So we're almost about two, three more weeks away from conference championships. I got Jalen coming on a little bit later. Jalen Tart from Game Changers, one of our analysts, well, analysts in his own right. We just bring him on as a special guest occasionally. Got him coming on a little bit later to talk about uh, the NFL and the NBA a little bit. But, uh, Without further ado, welcome to my sports house. Open up the champagne pocket. It's my house. Come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this. Sometimes you gotta stay in, and you know where I live. Yeah, you know what we is. Sometimes you gotta stay in, in. Welcome to my baby. All right, we're going to start off in ACC, Clemson versus UConn. UConn kind of scared the Tigers a little bit in that first quarter. I remember the first play of the game, the UConn had to kick off a turn back for a touchdown. And it's like Clemson fans was like, yo, this this better not happen. Because UConn was 1-8 going into this game, just a bad program. Just, just They're just going down right now. They just hired a new head coach. Uh, the guy's from UCLA, Jim Snore, I want to say his name is. I don't know if that's exact name, but I know they did hire him. But that was just, just a bad program. So the fact they were able to open the game off against Clemson with that kickoff turn for a touchdown kind of scared the Tigers but then the Tigers put up 20 points in the second quarter and really got things going still struggling to find their groove Clemson still struggling to find that groove a couple weeks here they got that battle coming up against South Carolina and it seems like it's gonna be a meaningful game for both teams for a while for the first time in a while and it's not like you could just say oh Clemson's gonna win this game so we're gonna have to see what happens Clemson does play Wake Forest uh, this coming week at 12 o'clock game. Wake Forest for the first time, like ever, is ranked number 13th in the country right now. So that's a pretty good ball team, a pretty good ball club. And generally speaking, you would think that it's like this Clemson would be the easily would easily be the favorite in this one. But uh, actually, it's Wake Forest. I'm pretty sure they'll open as the yeah they open as the favorite. And Wake Forest has already won the Atlantic, so they will be representing. Clemson's part, Clemson was a Wake Forest, Boston College, and the Atlantic in the ACC championship game in Charlotte. So we're going to keep moving there off of the ACC altogether. We're going to go to the SEC, talk about the South Carolina Gamecocks, who lost to the Missouri Tigers, final score of 31 to 28. Now both teams are five and five, uh, South Carolina and Missouri. If you talk about this game, I think what most people will just kind of come back to is the fact that the Missouri offensive line just controlled the game. They scored 17 points in the second quarter, but they just run, they just ran the ball at will. Uh, the running back, Tyler Reddy, went third, had 34 carries for 209 yards and a touchdown. So that lets you know everything you need to know. The trenches were won by the Missouri Tigers, and you know how it works in the SEC. You win the trenches nine times out of 10, you're going to win the game. You are able, we are been able to see Jason Brown be able to spin out of a lot of because he is a dual threat quarterback, the South Carolina quarterback. He's a dual threat guy, so you're able to see him spin away from some pressure or not. But it seems like that spin is his go-to move. And I'm sure defensive coordinators are picking up on that as they go along. South Carolina, like I said, with the loss of this game, moves to five and five and place and will face Auburn on Saturday night. 
I'm pretty sure, yeah, that game will be at Williams-Brice. Auburn lost their starting quarterback, Bo Nix, for the year with a broken ankle. And so T.J. Finley will be the starter. I think a lot of South Carolina friends remember T.J. Finley from last season. He was at LSU. He came in that game and beat Carolina. So I'm sure the Gamecocks are hoping that does not happen again. So definitely we'll watch for that one. It's very rare that Auburn comes to South Carolina or Columbia, if you will, two years in a row. But that is happening this year. Also, you get to see Bo, Coach Bobo Wilson, Bobo Wilson, who was a South Carolina offensive coordinator. He is now at Auburn now. So you'll get to see those two guys, well, him versus his former team. And we'll see what happens there. We're going to keep on moving to Georgia versus Tennessee. Tennessee gave Georgia some fits at first. They won the first quarter, and I guess you'll look at that like whatever. But the end of the first quarter, the game was 10 to 7. But then Georgia did uh, what they need to do, came out with that big win. They are 10 and 0, easily the best team in the country right now. And Tennessee always has the talent. It will never be a problem with the Tennessee have the talent to be able to keep compete with the big dogs. But they just, they just can't finish all the, they just can't finish and they just can't put it all together, I guess you could say. But while staying, the last thing we're going to talk about the SEC, I'm talking about the Florida Gators, who were in a, of uh, how can we say that, a backyard brawl with Samford, the Samford Bulldogs. Insane. Them Florida fans are so hot right now with Dan Mullen. It's not even funny. Uh, they know that they, in Florida, after the South Carolina loss last week, did fire some coaches. But I think that in Florida, they're thinking we're about to fire our head coach and just kind of get somebody else in here. Because that's, you know, it's unacceptable at Florida. Sanford was up 21-14. There's a lot of points being scored in this game. Sanford was up 21-14 at the end of the first quarter. By the end of the first half, the, the score was 42 was it 42-35? That's a lot of points for a whole game. Nevertheless, just for the first half. But then Florida was able to put 31, uh, no, 21 points up in the third quarter. And obviously in the fourth, they were able to pull out the win. Listen to these stats. For Emory Jones, I'm not the biggest Emory Jones fan at Florida. I, uh, he seems like he's more like a run-first kind of guy. He can throw the ball, but he seems like he's more of a rushing threat. But anyway. Man with 28 for 34 for 464 yards and six touchdowns. So a lot of people look at this season as, and say, like, yeah, Emory wasn't the best guy, uh, the best passer for us, but now he's in the record books. And he also, let's see, I'm pretty sure, yeah. And on the ground, he had 10 carries for 86 yards. So that's averaging 8.6 yards or per carry, and he had a touchdown on the ground. So Florida gets the win and escapes against Samford. And there are too many Gators that are happy about that. We're going to go here real quickly to the Big Ten. My Ohio State Buckeyes got the win. We got past Purdue, who's 6-4, and four, so not a terrible ball club. But the final score was 59-31. to No, we got to give our daily update, or our weekly update of C.J. Stroud, who went 31 for 38, 361 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, Travion Henderson, our, the standout freshman, had 13 carries for 98 yards and two touchdowns. He just keeps on doing what he does. Uh, and he's definitely lived up to the hype that he had, that he had coming into the season. Jackson, Jackson Smith, the Jigba, had not, uh, number 11, our wide receiver, uh, had nine receptions for 139 yards and one touchdown. Meanwhile, Garrett Wilson had three touchdowns. He had 10 receptions for 126 yards. And Chris Olave had nine receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. I'm pretty sure, in case y'all don't know, that Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave will both go in the first round this year. They've just been great talents. Chris Olave is from California. I think he didn't play football like his junior year of high school, or he picked it back up then. 
And so he's been kind of been a late bloomer, but he's excelled. And Garrett Wilson's from Texas, and he's just, you know, Texas produces great players, and he's kind of continued hit. It's It's been crazy how long it's been since Ohio State had a first-round receiver because even um, – What's the guy named for the Saints? Uh, Michael Thomas wasn't a first-round receiver. It's been a minute. I want to say it might have been Ted Ginn Jr., if I'm not mistaken, but they have a loaded wide receiver core right now. And even like I've been saying from the past episodes, Jamison Williams from Alabama used to be part of this wide receiver corps. So while it's been a while since there's been a first-round receiver come out of Ohio State, they got a couple of them coming out in the next couple of years. And so, and next week, Ohio State's got Michigan State. So like, you know, sometimes in the Big Ten, it kind of feels like Ohio State's kind of just walking through the schedule kind of easily. Well, not the end of season. You got Michigan State this week. I'm pretty sure college game day will be at Ohio Stadium for that one. And then next week, they got the, the game, the rivalry against the team up north against Michigan. And so just to put that in perspective, Michigan State right now is the number seven team in the country. And Michigan will be the number eight team in the country. So, well, this is as long as they don't lose this week. So it's going to be a great way for Ohio State to end off the year. And as long as they went out, win the Big Ten championship game, they should find their way in the college football playoff. Speaking of teams that we're hoping to go to the playoff that will not be going anymore, um, Oklahoma. I think the rest of the country has been waiting for Oklahoma to lose. And we got what we were looking for. They lost 27-14 to Baylor, who was the number 11 team in the country. It's Oklahoma Sooners. You're out of it. Uh, got to see a little Spencer Rattler get back in the game this one, but they just weren't able to pull out the win. The country's happy because we did not want to see Oklahoma in this college football playoff because they just been barely skidding by in that Big 12. They'll probably win the Big 12, though. I think, wait a minute, wait a minute, maybe not. Let's see who Baylor's losses were this season. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma run away with it because they have two conference losses. But uh, and then the last thing we're going to talk about in college football is the Texas Longhorns. Oh, man, Texas. We Every time we think Texas is back, they, they, they prove to not be. They lost to Kansas, y'all. Like, in, Kansas is 2-8 and eight this year. So it's not even like Kansas having a great year. And they put, no, uh, Kansas had 14 points in that first quarter. And they just kind of did 21 in that second. And uh, Texas did something in the third and fourth. But and even pushing the game in overtime. But they were not, they were not able to pull up the win. Texas drops to four and six on the year. And like I said, Kansas is happy with that two and eight because it's almost basketball season anyway. So that is the college football update for the week. Now uh, let's, let's have our little conversation with Jalen about the NFL and a little, some conversations about the NBA as well. So like I said, y'all had to bring on a special guest, the analyst, the man, the myth, the legend, all the way from, from Orangeburg to the NYC. Well, I guess it started with life. But Jalen, Jalen, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm glad to be back in the sports house, man. Glad hey, to be back. Sure. Hey, for sure. So, y'all, we're going to go ahead and get started with the NFL, which is Jalen's kind of more of his upper echelon from before, you know, we do college football. But, Jalen, what was your initial reaction whenever the news broke that OBJ was heading to L.A. with the, Ram, uh, with the Rams? Honestly, I was actually – Glad that he's going to L.A. I think this is a situation to where OBJ can finally – I don't want to say – he's kind of like in a similar situation with Julio. Julio wanted out with Atlanta. Now he's um, in Tennessee. He's struggling in Tennessee with the injuries. But I think with, with Odell, he is that perimeter athlete wide receiver. 
you know, with the amazing one-handed catches and, you know, it can create plays for you. I think Stafford has another weapon besides Cooper Cup. I hate, I hate for Robert Woods to go down like this, but this is a match made in heaven type mood for OBJ to go to Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, and play for the Rams. It's going to be interesting to see what he does for this team. I think he'll bring some great depth, some great, you know, plays for them. You know, they got on the defensive end, they got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and Vaughn Miller now. So it's like they have a three-headed monster on both sides of the football. So it should be very interesting to see. This is now a Super Bowl or bust type team. And I'm excited to see what OBJ is going to do for the rest of the season. Yeah, it was crazy the timing of how everything worked out. So they right. signed OBJ, and you kind of wonder, like, okay, they got Higby, you got uh, Robert Woods, you got Cooper Cup, and then it turns out that Robert Wood tore his ACL that day at practice. Yeah. You, that timing was insane. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Got to get your prediction for the night. You know, the 49ers and Rams, and it's going to be in San Francisco. Is Trey Lance back, or is this uh, Jimmy Jimmy G tonight? Um, From what I'm looking at right now, I think it's still Jimmy G. But that team, is they're, they're, in the, they're struggling. They're they're just strong. I they're they're from what I'm looking at, they're three and five, and the Rams are seven and two. They're gonna pick up this win regardless. I just I, I think all eyes will be on OBJ and still on Von Miller because we're everyone's still processing the Von Miller trade that happened about two weeks ago. Yeah. So I I got the Rams winning this one. It, if I had to do a score, 28-14. 28-14. That sounds about right. Cooper Cup. I know Cooper's like Stafford. They're I'm falling. happy that you got you yeah. a guy, but uh, make sure we still give him my touch because he's on par to have a, a really great season this year and break some records. Right. I agree. I think Cooper Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, that's that to me. I've been saying this all year. That's like TV 12 and Randy Moss in LA because their connection is so it's crisp. Yeah, like yeah. you can't, like, there's no air with them. So it's like that is his go-to receiver. Uh, I think OBJ will will be doing some good things with Matthew Savage. Matthew Savage can throw the ball deep. He likes throwing the ball deep. OBJ likes going for those deep play action pass routes, and it's it's going to be something to watch. For yeah, sure. it's like you. I mean, as a quarterback, first of all, you come to LA, and it's like, okay, I got this receiving core in Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson lead you plug in OBJ. It's like we're going for it. We're going for it, and we're going to get as much as we can get. But we're going to keep moving there. Want to go ahead and come to, you know, the the, uh, the Queen City, I guess you could say. Now I'm going to ask you for what your initial reaction was whenever you heard that Cam Newton was coming back to Carolina. Because that one shocked me. I did not see that one coming. I didn't see it coming either. I really thought that he was going to go to um, – where did I have it? At first, I thought Indianapolis because – you know, we needed a backup. We don't have a backup. Um, I just personally thought that the fan base there, you know, it's a family-oriented fan base, but you got to look at the surrounding areas of Indiana, the state of Indiana. I just personally don't think that he would be, he would have been comfortable there. But out of all places to go back to Carolina where you got drafted and you took your team to the Super Bowl, perfect. Because at that time, I didn't even know that Sam Donald was injured yeah. at the time. So that worked out pretty well. I think this this move, this is a genius move by the owners for the Carolina Panthers because now 
this is this is this gave life to the Carolina Panthers to potentially be a wild card team in the um in their division. So if Cam Newton can get he, he I think he just need to re, just just to refurbish and like get the playbook down it, because he's been in that system before. But it's with a new head coach Matt Rule. So I think Matt Rule and Joe Brady will do good do do good with um with Cam Newton. And you know, maybe he'll be the starter. You just never know. He might get the QB1 job next season. Cuz you know, the thing about Carolina, they did start off pretty well and then they just went on a big decline. But now that you got Chris and McCaffrey back who was who played phenomenal in that Arizona game. They they can really do some damage here. So I really like Carolina's move to getting Cam Newton here. Yeah, so the Panthers beat the Cardinals with the final score of 34 to 10. The part the Cardinals before this game was eight and one. Now they're eight and two, but they were without the DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. They're also without Kyler Murray. But definitely a big win. Again, like you said, kind of gets the energy going back in that fan base. PJ Walker went 22 for 29 for 167 yards. Meanwhile, Cam Newton had his throwing touchdown and his rushing touchdown. Christian McCaffrey read, led all receipt. Well, he's not a receiver, but at the running back receivers, he had the most receptions, 10 receptions for 66 yards. And rushing, he led all rushers with 13 carries for 95 yards. It's crazy. It's like, yeah, you get Christian McCaffrey back, and it's like, get back to work. And it's right. no time to sit around here and to, to barely lead you in here. And, not, get, and not saying that P.J. Walker is a scrub. I mean, he's solid. I mean, the man, he had, he only meant he was 22 or 29 for 167 yards and one interception. That's decent. Um, so, I mean, he's going to be the QB one for right now, but I did like the scheme of how they switched quarterbacks on short yard on the, on the short yardage in every sequence, like on a fourth and one, third and one, you put Cam Newton in there to run the ball or you get him to just throw the, you know, throw the pass or convert the first down. I like that because yeah. Teams aren't teams aren't don't know they didn't know I think Arizona didn't know how to prepare for that because he just got signed four days ago <laughs> so it's hard to prepare for that so but to do it without DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Kyler Murray Kyler Murray was playing phenomenal football at the beginning of the year and then he suffered that gruesome ankle injury they both um, Hopkins and Murray missed two games so I don't really don't know how long they're gonna be out so it's. It's it's just I think looking at their standings, if I can scroll down here, they have a one game lead. They have a one game lead over the Rams. So if the Rams win tonight, it's a it's literally going to be a tie in the NFC West. So, but Carolina and the NFC South, they literally they can literally get second place if New Orleans keep going down because they lost two out of the last three games. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what New Orleans got going on, but Carolina, if they can keep winning, they can literally get that um that second spot. If, if Tampa Bay too, I didn't, I didn't, I was very surprised to see that Tampa Bay would lose to the Washington football team. Prayers to um to uh, Chase Young, he was ruled he just got ruled out for the season with that uh, torn ACL as well. How much do you think that affects the Washington football team with Chase Young being out for the rest of the season? That's huge because that's the hardest soul for their defense. I mean, Haneke playing some great football, but that defense is the is the heart and soul of that team. For you to lose one of your leaders like that, you know, who was obviously the defensive rookie of the year, the defensive rookie of the year, if I'm not mistaken, that's a big loss. And you're going to need that going into the playoffs. So hate to see him watching on the sidelines for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, hopefully we wish them definitely a speedy recovery. And back to your thing with the Panthers, because the Panthers play Washington this week. The, the reports mm-hmm. are saying that Kansas is expected to get the most of the first team reps this week. I don't know if you saw the clip on Twitter, but it was a clip when he kind of sat the whole team down on the sideline. Yes, I just like, that. Yeah, and it's like, that's what you got him for. Also, I was saying this, that Bank of America is going to be insane this week. Everybody's bringing back out their white, I mean, their uh, Panthers player T-shirts or jerseys with the number one that you had thrown in the closet or whatnot, maybe thrown in the attic to bring it all back. Bank of America is going to be an electric environment, I'm sure. For sure. If I was a Panthers fan in the Carolinas, I would be very excited because, you know, the 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 shift of like I said the shift of momentum has changed now that Carolina that Cam Newton has come back yeah it's just the fact that he needs to build that relationship with Matt Rule as the same way that he did with Ron Rivera if he can do that and possibly lead this team to a deep playoff run they're going to be dangerous come next year I promise you they're going to be dangerous because mind you they don't have Stephon Gilmore and they don't have JC Horn still so it, once they come back. With a full healthy offense, they're gonna be they're gonna to be tough to beat. Yeah, sure they're gonna to be tough to beat. And so we're gonna keep going moving here. Or we'll go to you. I think you hinted at it for a second there. But the Falcons versus the Cowboys. And everybody says you always have to talk about the Cowboys on these podcasts. Uh, they got the win, big win over the Falcons. The final score forty three to three. Dak Prescott went twenty four for thirty one for two hundred ninety six yards and two touchdowns. Ceedee Lamb two touchdowns, six receptions, ninety four yards. Um, what, what did you think about the Cowboys' big win? Is this about what you were expecting out of it, or was this kind of? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't expect too much. Yeah, this the the Falcons have the their sec their next to last in defensive efficiency. They're literally going up against Dan Quinn, who was the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That should tell you something. Like, and then on top of that, Calvin Ridley was not playing. That's yeah, their yeah. best receiver. So they couldn't really do anything on both sides of the football. So it, it wasn't like last week. I think they underestimated the Denver Broncos last week because they was they was down 30 to nothing going into the fourth quarter with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Now you come into the same building that you, that you almost got shut out in and you beat a last place Atlanta Falcons team you know, who come come off an impressive win at New Orleans and you beat them, what, 46 to three? I mean, it's it's not the real, it wasn't nothing, but the real test, I will tell you this, the real test for the Dallas Cowboys is when they go on the road at Arrowhead Stadium against the Kansas City Chiefs, against Pat Mahomes. And it looks like that will be the real test. That will tell everyone, are the Cowboys a legit team this year? And it looks like Patrick Mahomes is back in rear form now. So, uh, right. And so, because there were some questions going there, but I was, and Jalen, I always say this every time I watch Nick Wright, I'd be like, this is Jalen. This, this <laughs> is Jalen first thing first. <laughs> Nick Wright predicted it. I think he said at the end of the Green Bay game, he felt like Patrick Mahomes got back into his rare form and it kind of went on the show this week. So, it was crazy because everybody for a while thought that OBJ might be going to Kansas City, but you know, things are always. I am going to Green Bay. Yeah, I'm going to Green Bay. I have going to Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because if he would have went to Green Bay, I just I personally think that the run that they would have had in the playoffs, it would have made Aaron Rodgers stay. If they did win the Super Bowl, he would stay with Green Bay. I just think it's it's 
there aren't that many teams that desperately need a quarterback caliber as Aaron Rodgers. So it just wouldn't make any sense for him to leave. You know, it, it, it's just weird. It's beyond the only place I would say, I hate to go off script. The only place I would say that I see Aaron Rodgers going to is Pittsburgh. Oh, you think he is to Pittsburgh? You think that he because in the past he went on air on the Pat McAfee show and was praising Mike Tomlin on his coaching. Like he's a all over, he's like a very class like guy. You know, he's a winning coach and he knows how to get his team to win. I mean, if he goes to Pittsburgh with Juju Smith and Claypool and Najee Harris and you fix the O-line and you know Pittsburgh is all about defense, that is a Super Bowl team if he does go to Pittsburgh. But a lot of people saying that he might go to Denver, he might go somewhere else. I personally think Pittsburgh. He, I mean, it just makes sense. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. And they got like like you just listed. They got a whole bunch of those young receivers that are ready to make plays. And right. Pittsburgh just drafts receivers really well. They just that's just part of their thing. The scouting is a great um, great organization. But uh, we're gonna move forward here. I had this on there. I'm just gonna mention the score. We don't have to go too much in detail. I really want to get your take on the NBA. Um, right. The Packers get the win. Russell Wilson's return. I was expecting Russell Wilson to go crazy or do a little bit more. The Packers got the win, seventeen nothing uh, over the Seattle Seahawks. Packers are now eight and two. Seattle Seahawks are three and six. I don't think the Seahawks were expecting this kind of uh, this kind of season, but hopefully, you think they'll get things going out of Russell Wilson's back? I think they will. I think when he went, oh, excuse me. I think when he went down with that finger injury, yeah, that literally turned the season around because they couldn't win games with Geno Smith, and it was a lot of tension with DK Metcalf. Because they start out the season really hot. Yeah. They start out the season really hot with Metcalf and um, what's the other receiver name? I forgot the other receiver. Um, I know you're talking about the short, the short uh, yeah. receiver. Oh my god, I can't think of his name right now. I'm gonna look it up. But you he know, went to Washington State. I remember he went. To, no, Kansas State. He's from Kansas State. What's his name? Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Lockett. There we go. Tyler was, Lockett. There was there was that combination. It was. The first three weeks, they were playing great football until he hit that finger. And then I was like, okay, when, G- when they named Gino DeSalt, I was like, okay, he has a big arm. He can throw the ball, but is he consistent? Yes, he can score the football, but it just wasn't enough. Like, every team was just eating him up. They was just eating that defense up. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Bobby Wagner. I don't know what's going on with, um, with um, Jamal Adams. Like, I, it's just it's just a lot. It's just an up and down year. I think Pete might retire. He's 70 years old. He might consider retiring. I don't know. Might give it another year. But Green Bay, moving on to Green Bay, that is, that is the tale of two teams. They're totally different with Jordan Love, and they're really good with Aaron Rodgers. It's just the fact that Aaron Rodgers knows how to, like, he knows how to shine when you need him to shine. Devontae Adams is always going to play good football. Um, it's just the fact that Jordan Love, he hasn't gotten enough game experience. It will come if he does leave Green Bay. It will come. But they're just two different teams with two different quarterbacks under snap to me from what I've seen. 
No, for sure. And you know, we know Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks, the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Definitely one of the older guys. But, you know, we got a new regime coming with the Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. But definitely wow. something. There's, no, there's no mistake in that experience. But, Jalen, I want to yeah. go ahead real quick before we wrap this thing up to the NBA. What's your take on what's been going on in the NBA this year? The Bulls, I think the Bulls have been of a surprise to a lot of people this the, season. The uh, Bulls, ever since, okay, ever since they um they acquired – DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo, and Alex Caruso. Yeah, Caruso. They have been playing great basketball as of lately. Like, in the Charlotte Hornets, people, people are sleeping about the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets just beat the best team in the NBA by four points behind ball, you know, behind LaMelo Ball and whatnot. But to go back off of um off of the Bulls right quick. Let me pull up, pull it up real quickly. I mean, they do, they play the Lakers tonight. So that would be very interesting. They're nine and four, and they're currently sitting third in the East right now. If I'm not mistaken, hold on. It just glitched on me, but let me pull it, let me pull it up. So currently Washington's playing great basketball. They only lost three games. Brooklyn is number two in the East. Chicago, Cleveland, Miami, Philly, New York at seven, Charlotte at eight. So those are the those are the eight teams in the East. Let me go to the West real quick. I was about to say I want to ask you specifically about the Warriors. Did you West? expect them to start this hot? They're going to get hotter. They're going to get hotter because once you bring back James Wiseman and you bring back Clay Thompson into what they got going on, that is a tough team. To, that's a tough team to beat out of the West. I don't know who you're going to – I don't know who you're going to – I mean, Curry's playing MVP caliber basketball. Um, Is it Gary – is it uh Gary Trent Jr.? That's Gary Trent Jr. Like, he is playing good basketball. Jordan Poole, Draymond is playing good basketball. Via Lisa just playing good basketball. Andrew Wiggins playing great back. Like this is this is like the emergence of the 20, the the old Warriors that we that we were watching in high school. So this is like a new and improved Warriors. So they're gonna be a tough team to contend with. The Clippers, I think this Clippers team is gonna be very interesting to watch because they're on it, they're on a they, well, the seven-game win streak got snapped. But Paul George is, is back to playing Paul George basketball again. No more playoff P, no more none of that. He's playing – he's literally leading an a, a L.A. team to the best of their ability. They're six in the East – they're six in the West, excuse me, right now. And they're six in the West, excuse me. Um, I think you were talking before. I think you were talking about Gary – you talking about Gary Payton Jr. too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the one that was doing those crazy dunks where he's getting super high in the air. Yes. Like, I didn't know that he had that, he had that much bounce in him. Like, ridiculous. Um, The Wizards, back to the Wizards. I did not expect them to be first. I just didn't. Because they acquired from Russell Westbrook to get Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Spencer Dinwiddie, and um, Kyle Kuzma, along with Bertans, who is a good sharpshooter, and Bradley Bill. That's not bad. And you get Montrezl Harrell. Yeah. So that's not a that's not a bad lineup. So for them to be to be one of the worst teams to be one of the best teams in the East, 
that's pretty darn good. I got to give it to him. Yeah, the Wizards are making it happen. I've seen something's going on with John. Like, I know he doesn't play anymore, but John Wall, what's going on with John Wall right now? I, I think his time is up. Yeah. I think he's fine. It, it's, it's just been too many injuries. He has bad leg problems. It was a point in time where, you know, when he was at the Wizards, we thought the Wizards was going to be legit with him and uh, Bradley Beal. Yeah. But he's been hurting his legs, his ankle. Like it's, I just think that he's done. He's busted up. He's done. I personally think he's done. Yikes. Well, that's all we have for y'all for this week. Jalen, we appreciate you going on. We know you're in the Big Apple, so you, you got this, that, and the third and coming. Make sure you tell everybody where they can find you more at. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Jalen with the mic. That's my personal Instagram. And my sports page, Game.Changers2019. Posting all types of content on there. We'll be back on the air this week. And stay tuned for more content coming soon. There you have it. Uh, once again, thanks for coming on. That's all we have for you all. Peace. Trying to find some peace and only God knows Cross me once, can't call my phone, you get the dots